This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. What up, Dax? It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft. But I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go. Live life and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Life rope walking on the poverty. Lying on the grind only because we gotta be. Will it get better? I don't know, man. Probably. Young prodigy, but the streets made a mockery. Out of any kids who would dare ever try to be different. But I broke the mold like pottery. I'ma be better. They call me an oddity. Said I would make it. They thought it was comedy. But giving up ain't in my genealogy. One in a million like odds for the lottery. There's a great big world out there I gotta see. Carved out the path. All you gotta do is follow me. Follow me. Never let a naysayer bother me. Honestly, honesty's been the best policy. And I prefer quality over quantity. Yo, shoot. Talk time live zone. I gotta breeze. Peace. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Ladies and gentlemen, happy St. Patrick's Day. I almost totally forgot that today was St. Patrick's Day until I saw a bunch of college kids wearing green. That's usually the only way that I would recognize that today is St. Patrick's Day. I live in University City. That is the home of Drexel and University of Penn. So they both share properties around my area. And trust me, I love this area a lot. I I really, really love this area because, you know, 
with that said being a college area, there are also a lot of conveniences in this area, a lot of everything in this area. So I get to enjoy everything that the college kids wear, especially food areas, and I can't stress enough how great that is. But every year, the college kids always go to bars around here, local bars, and dress in green shirts. And you see some sights. Sometimes you see some really... I've lived around this area for over 10 years, and I've seen some really interesting things. And hopefully to that, everybody will be safe, as I always hope for every year. There's always somebody, whether male or female, coming out, walking around the block twisted already. So with that said, have fun, be safe, enjoy yourselves, and have a great time. Now, moving on to that... We got to celebrate something else here because just yesterday I celebrated the one year anniversary of the Talk Time Live theme song that you hear every week, which is why you're hearing the the entire song. You're hearing the song in its entirety because just one day yesterday, last year, I premiered that song created by the one and only Meg Ram and produced by the one and only K Murdoch both has been on the show many a times Meg Ram who you have seen many times and very recently I might add continuing to aim high continuing to go forward continuing to you know transcend and supersede his own self and in what he does and he's having a great time well we decided to play the show the song in its entirety in honor of that and just as we did that unbeknownst to myself watching ring of honor 17th anniversary mega Rand's hosting the show <laughs> he's he's playing he was playing the host at a pre-show he was set to perform at the pay-per-view and lo and behold bully ray aka bubba ray dudley came out and interrupted it and actually assaulted him uh in only the way that bully ray can now I am going to recognize this as storyline only. There's just no way in hell that this is anything of a shoot. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know what that is. But I decided not to reach out to Mega Ran on this. I, me as a, fan, a pro wrestling fan, I'm going to stick with the code. We're going to play along with this. But uh, if as far as the segment is concerned, it was okay. I felt it was a little off in a sense on certain things but i thought Rand did a really good job playing off his lines towards what he needed to say to bully ray and he came off a little bit comfortable partly because he's been in the ring before not wrestling but he's been in a in much bigger crowds he's he was in a smackdown audience before he was in this so i'm pretty sure he was a little he was a lot more comfortable doing that but with that said a part of me felt a little bit eerie because you know bully ray bully ray is bully ray that dude's a legend I know in his heart of hearts he is a good dude, but he he is a master of being a hill, a a real hill, not like some of these guys who are supposed to be hill bad guys but are not doing it. He is an artist at being a hill, so he knows how to really make people feel really the the wrong way in the right way and say so. He wind up pushing Big Rand to the side. He pushed his other uh, Big Rand's other uh, cat from the from Matt Mania podcast to the side as well. He actually did more to him. He kicked him, and it felt like I. It really felt like a JBL moment, and that's what made me feel airy about it. And I guess if that's the case, it worked. You know, I, there are some critics out there that 
didn't prefer this the segment but for those who were watching i know i've heard from his fans his fans ate it up really well so there's a positive there um it, it felt off for me from a standpoint that you know we're saying a lot of this i've i've stopped watching smackdown and raw because one they're not giving us what we want despite they said they were and two they are harping on this racist angle that something that i've lived through in real in the real world way too much and it's like there's some hidden messages in there that i'm like i don't even want to deal with it i'll wait i'll put my focus on nxt i'll put my focus on new japan pro wrestling i'll put my focus on ring of honor i'll put my focus on uh what is the other one aew when it arrives you know i'll put my focuses all on those the deal is is that and, and, and i'll say this i'll end this for the ring of honor segment that megan ran did i'll say this with what happened with him and bully ray in that segment i hope this leads to i really do hope this leads to megan ran getting to perform at madison square garden or him getting some payback and a payoff from this at madison square garden with whoever faces bully ray because if it doesn't i'm kind of a little bit of torn about this segment here but we'll see hopefully this is a means to continue working with ring of honor in that case but definitely without a doubt congratulations for actually being able to be a ring of honor ring of honor is a near and dear to philadelphia because it started here it was birthed here and i got a chance to see some really really legendary moments live with that show and to see them still keeping it going hopefully continue to keep it going with everything that's going on right now it was great so shout out to there i digress today we got a lot to talk about you know thank goodness it's st patty's day because the luck of the draw came and the biggest news of the week happened and that is james woods i'm sorry i said james Woods. i always say that james gunn is back james gunn is back in the helm of marvel studios and let me tell you that news made a lot of people happy i have not seen one negative comment about it yet and there are negative comments out there i guess they're keeping quiet at this time but i am i me personally i couldn't be more happy i was gonna make that just a part of the what's new in the world of acmg segment but because of how big that situation is we got to talk about this in the talk topic because it's bigger than just one mention of a segment it is bigger on a lot of aspects because of what's going on right now in hollywood and and, and entertainment as well with everything that's going on disney Studio, disney and marvel studios decision to bring them back is a way bigger deal i don't i don't know if people understand how big of a deal that is because it, it it's gonna it's gonna send a message out to a lot of things and a lot of studios out there that's going on right now so we're gonna talk about that in our talk topic but trust me we have a lot to talk about in our next segment so without further ado with everything that's going on and all the trailers that's happening let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg
Okay, for those of you who didn't realize this week, there was a big outage between Facebook and Instagram. Of course, if you don't know, Facebook owns Instagram. So they decided, unbeknownst to anybody, to do a major shutdown of the system, driving a lot of people crazy about what's going on. I was not one of them because I was totally aware that they do stuff like this. And they, a lot of times, do talk about shutting down the system to do an overhaul to what we don't know because when it came back on nothing really felt different there was some upgrade and and changes and interface changes as well but i hate when they do this without telling us and letting us know especially for me because and for people like me for people who design you know promos and such and they change the dimensions or whatever and don't tell anybody and you got to scrounge around on the internet to figure out what's the new dimensional size of the year stuff because they're switching around. They don't inform anybody. They don't tell anybody. They don't even let you know where to find things. And that bothers me to no end. But I digress. Amongst all of that, we had an outage for like about a day. So it wasn't totally bad. But when we came back, one of the best things to happen in its comeback, aside from the news of James Gunn coming back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was that we got a full second trailer to Avengers Endgame. This time we got it full length, about two and a half minutes worth of footage. So let's talk about that. The trailer starts off with uh, Tony reminiscing, pretty much doing a voiceover, but he's reminiscing over his journey, how his journey started, and they show clips of everything that has happened since 2007's Iron Man on. And then it turns into Steve, who also does a voiceover, and he then voices about the, his opinions on everything or his views on everything. But also there's a voice that sounds like Peggy Carter saying the world has to change and all of us can't go back. All we can do, all we can do is our best, and sometimes the best is what we could do is start over. To, some, to that extent, wasn't exactly the quote there. But within that scene, we see clips of Hawkeye with his family and another clip of him as Ronan meeting up with Natasha, a.k.a. Black Widow. This leads us to believe that something definitely happened to his family uh, during the finger-snapping moment of Thanos. And I kind of figured that's what's going to happen. And I don't know if that means that we're going to see what exactly happened? I, I got a feeling we are, and it's going to be heart-wrenching to see that. I knew, dating back to when he announced that he had a family, dating back to Age of Ultron, that something eventually was going to lead into some, happening to his family eventually. And it is. So we're going to see that. Hopefully we're going to see that. Now, you got to remember, everything that we see in the trailer may not actually appear in the movie. Which is great because that we, we get the chance to see some rather extra footage or we see some hitting things going there, going on in there. So that's going to be something interesting to see. And other things that we saw in here was then we it, it then moves on to Thor as he witnessed his friends fade away. All of them. Another scene with Ant-Man putting up missing posters of uh, Hank and I uh, forgot the girl's name is Jane, I believe. Or no, Janice's mother's name. I forgot the Van Dyne uh, character's name. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot. But you know who I'm talking about from uh, Ant Man. There, from there, 
all of them say that whatever all of them just say repeat whatever it takes followed by the logo popping up so then there's an end it's kind of an end scene of that trailer where we see thor facing up eye to eye face to face to captain marvel as he summons stormbreaker to see if she flinches in which she does not thor then looks around and says i like her i like where that went and i can't help to say that that trailer is it gives me chills as all of the marvel cinema i don't understand why you talk about a new category for the oscars why hasn't trailer become the new topic in in category for uh the Oscars, they actually do a, I, I would say Marvel has done such a phenomenal job with every single trailer since since the first phase, since Iron Man 1, they have done nothing but absolutely outstanding trailers to hype people for a movie. That should not be overlooked. I don't know why the category of best trailers, because they should have won awards for that a long time ago, and so much so that a lot of other movies pattern their trailers off of what Marvel has done. I give an example, Suicide Squad. They immediately took from Guardians of the Galaxy and tried to, you know, get that same heat in which they did not. (laughs) It it failed. It didn't fail miserably because they used Bohemian Rhapsody, which is always a cool thing to do, but they dropped the ball in doing that. You know, so... I don't, I, you know, I really believe if, if the Oscars really want to do something, a new category, not popular movies, do trailers, do, like, dude, the trailers alone, the way that they're edited, the music that plays on, Marvel should get an award every year for those, bar none, easy get, so, we'll see, but, we can't talk about the Avengers Endgame trailer without talking about the Endgame poster, and the controversy that went along with that involving Denai uh, Guerrera, who is Okoye, and also who is Michonne from The Walking Dead. Denai, who plays Okoye, was left out of the credits. She's in the poster. Beautiful poster, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful poster. Stunning poster. Great poster. But all of the credits, if you looked at before, all of the credits were up there except for hers. And people immediately saw that. And immediately jumped on it. This is some of the good things about social media, and I believe, is to catch on things like that. And giving, thank goodness, I believe, because they only posted the actual, hopefully that's all they did, was post the graphic digitally, that they did not begin to promote and post those posters and print those posters because they would have to do a retrack and add her name on there. But it was an easy thing to do because... You know, when when you do graphic design, it's easy to... If you see a correction error, you can easily post it up and repost it very quickly. That is not a issue at all. Now, the situation at hand is... Why was it left out? Some are going to play the race card here. I will not. I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt of not thinking that... I'm going to think at a sense, and I think I understand why this happened and why it was overseen. And I agree with Michael Jai White, who spoke about this on TMZ Live uh, this week. I agree with him. He said, I don't think it was anything racist. I think it was an oversight. Mainly, and I believe this true to be true, mainly because of the caliber of talent that's in that 
poster. It had nothing to do with it being black and white because Don Cheadle is also in there. And he's a high caliber, you know, uh, actor as well. His credits was there. She's new to the front. She's not only new to the front, but she's also a character that is not really a main character in the in the books. Now she is because of the movie, and they've begun to focus on her more and more because mostly because of who she is as an actress and also in accordance to what she is now they begin to front her as a a more of a major character more and more lately but compared to the thors the captain americas the even the scarlet i mean uh the black widows all of those Everybody on that poster are extremely established characters in the movie. Even War Machine, even Rhodey to some extent. Rhodey kind of is like the side dude himself. But one, it's Don Cheadle. And second, he's been established so many times in the in the series. I can understand how they possibly may have overlooked her to some extent. I honestly, I believe, doesn't mean it's true. I believe that this was just an oversight more than it was just an intentional or unintentional racist type of situation. But given the situation, and I, we don't know how... Now, if we watch the movie and we see that she has more roles in this and more parts in this movie, yeah, you kind of want to say like, okay, you guys really screwed up. But I can understand why they did that. But nonetheless, it, it was corrected very quickly. Marvel added the whole thing very quickly and changed it so everything's back to normal i don't think people should really pick their this is one of those things you should pick your battles with i don't think this was one of those things it was one of those intentional racist things or or unintentional or subconsciously racist type of situation i think based on the tier of the character that kind of plays into it but then again one would ask that you know why would put her in there if you're not going to give her credit because she obviously is going to be a part of this movie in such a way that they had to put her on a poster so you know it's here nor there i just chalk it up as a dumb mistake on their part and they were able to correct it so all is forgiven on my part at least you know again a love or forgiveness don't depend on the situation so there but nonetheless with that said the poster is awesome it may be a poster that I want to consider getting and hopefully hanging up in my office as well. This is one of those things where I need to get a box framed for it or something like that and, and really um, hook it up really nice in this here. Because that, that's an awesome, it's a really awesome poster. I got to find a place where to get those. Now, you got to understand, to get these posters is not just the original poster. It's the actual movie poster. I used to work in a movie theater. So one of the things that I've learned is that those movie posters, one, are expensive Two, you could tell the real movie posters when you go, you move it to the other side and it's in reverse. There's a reversible side to it. That's to let you know that that's an authentic movie poster. There was something I didn't, I never knew until I worked at a movie theater to find out. And it's really kind of awesome that they do that. So you gotta, you really gotta get at it and, uh, you know, go for it if you want an actual movie, authentic movie poster that, and they do cost money. So you want to keep those in mint condition as well. You know, they do they do appraise at t- in time, especially depending on which movie poster you got. So I believe there's possibly more value to movie posters than it is comic books these days, which is really sad in this case. So let's let's continue the trailer uh, reviews here and talk about Aladdin. Aladdin's trailer came out a more again, another 
fleshed out two minute trailer where we got to see more of Will Smith. And it looks like social media, the fans are starting to warm up to things now with Will Smith being a genie now that we got to see a little bit more. The one thing that I did take a notice of is how much they are mimicking a scene by scene type of situation, which is awesome. Uh, Because if you're going to do an Aladdin movie or any of those Disney movies, I truly believe that you want to give them total respect and reprise the roles that made the animated movies so well. And when it came to Will Smith playing the genie, he got his own groove. We got to see a little bit of more of him. And I got to say, I still want to see more, but not bad so far. I'm really, I, it's really moving it. If, I know a lot of people feel probably feel guilty by even liking a little bit of it because they respect the legacy of Robin uh, Williams so much. But with that said, it looks like they 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 found they're finding a way. They're working hard or have worked hard to find a way to give Will his own groove with that character because what Robin Williams did such a powerfully strong performance as that character it's hard to think about anybody else doing it's like almost saying will smith did so well as matt lowry on bad boys it'd be hard to see who else would play that character and it damn sure would be robert williams so robert williams would be able to play that character can will smith play gd there may be a possible yes to this and we'll see we're going to probably see more Unless and and it, the other thing that was cool about that trailer too is that some of the scenes that Will was playing, you do recall seeing those scenes from the cartoon from the actual animated movie. So my only thing that I am really becoming afraid of with these movies is the this. I feel like they're killing off, and maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. Maybe I over, I'm overthinking this, but I feel like with all these live action movies, which are awesome, Dumbo is also coming out too. A no crow version of Dumbo, I might add, <laughs> is coming soon. But with all these live action versions of these classic anime animation <laughs> or animated movies that are out, one has to wonder will they ever go back to traditional classic hand drawn animated shows and I mean movies. It, Disney, for those who don't know, for those who didn't grow up in the era that I grew up in, Disney was once known as the American animated studio, the all-time best animated studio. Their animations, if you look back to even back to when Steamboat Mickey was out there and and the classics like Cinderella and, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the originals, which I got a feeling that's going to be the next one. Uh, even Lion King to Aladdin, all that, you saw some phenomenal, The Little Mermaid, I mean, The Fox and the Hound, Winnie the Pooh, you saw all that, and it was like beautiful, absolutely beautiful, stunning, frame-by-frame animation, some of it done in in a garage, (laughs) no doubt, and you don't, that art style is dying it's like when back in the day when we used to buy toys they were made by die cast metal which was probably some of the best materials to use for for toys at the time with the exception that there was 
there was something going on with the lead based situation with it, which they didn't stop using it for some reason. I don't know if they ever found a way to solution from that now, but that's the thing. It's just like a dying art now, right now. It's, and there, and 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 its place is CGI. It's you know the Pixar's and all that stuff, which is awesome, but nothing is better than hand drawn. I guess a lot of people. This is why a lot of people are diverting over to or migrating over to anime to some extent because it gives still gives us that quality hand-drawn style animation i know they do some cgi and some 3d rendering and stuff like that but for the most part it's all still hand-drawn in studios and such so it's uh i will say i just saw christopher robin finally on netflix thank you netflix by the way for that i could not and with that said, this, these live action movies are working. I cannot stop smiling at this movie. And it was very heartwarming. Very heartwarming movie. Especially times when Pooh. It, it, there was a lot of essence of Hook. If you guys remember that movie with Robin Williams repri- uh, playing Peter Pan. And again, Robin Williams. He playing Peter, a grown version of Peter Pan and such. One of the best movies of all time. Yeah, I just absolutely love it. But this felt in a, in an essence of that because Christopher Robin grew up, but he left a hundred acre woods. And to be honest, if I knew that I was actually going to meet and marry Haley Atwell, I would have bounced out of the hundred acre woods like Tigger myself. So <laughs> take that for instance. Uh, it's Haley Atwell, man. Come on. But I digress. No, the the movie was very heartwarming. I absolutely loved it from start to finish. They did a phenomenal job recreating a live-action version of Pooh and the Gang and Tigger and Piglet and and uh, Eeyore, especially Eeyore, done by and voiced by uh, my dude from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. So I, I really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen Christopher uh, Robin and you are a Netflix owner, add that to your list. It's a very great. It's it's a tremendous movie. Really hard. I, I think I would say that that's a movie that you should watch when you need cheering up it it really it warms your heart it really if you have a hard time being emotional or wanting to or if any time watch christopher robin guaranteed it is it'll get you it'll get you man just listening to poo it'll get you from there but speaking of um netflix before actually no let me get to this news first because this is awesome news i'll get to the netflix part because there's some really cool things going on there but brie olsen like we're just well what about a week or is it a week or two weeks removed from captain marvel no a week because i just reviewed it last week just a week removed that movie's uh, been breaking records again for marvel and brie olsen has just been having the time of her life having a lot of fun with this and now of course we know she's going to be in endgame as well so credit to her for during an interview and i forgot which interview this was but in her interview recently she credit a lot of her role models one of them was her mom a few other there was a few others but she had fictional role models as well again we talked about this before and we talked about how mainstream with anime is becoming a thing. We found out that it's because people like Ronda Rousey always promotes Pokemon or Dragon Ball, especially Dragon Ball Z, because she credits Goku for her training, for her inspiration, for for her hard training that she does when she was in the Octagon. Now we move over to Briosa because now she credits Sailor Moon as one of her role models. 
And this blew up majorly on social media. This became a huge thing that she mentioned that. That's a huge thing. If For those of you who don't know, Sailor Moon used to air on syndication like on Sundays and sometimes on and weekdays all over the, all over the country the edited version of Sailor Moon I might add not the real version because the real version you know what it's funny well I know Hulu now has now aired the uncensored versions of that but the funny thing about that was Sailor Moon was the first anime or animation to ever have a lesbian couple characters in here that were they were both lesbians it was never thought of and anime has been a first of anything i think they had the first interracial couple too in robotech or mock cross as well but they were the first i believe saturn and neptune if i'm correct i could be, I, I i knew saturn was one of them i i don't know if neptune was the other but sailor saturn and sailor neptune was in fact a couple they were both a, a in a relationship with each other when it got to america that was not the case they edit the hell out of that part and now hulu re, like years ago hulu decided that they were going to bring it back out and they were going to embrace the fact that sailor moon and sailor uh or was it venus maybe it was but th- that they were going to embrace that the two characters would be like everything would be unedited uncensored Everything will be it because the the show. If you unedit and uncensor it, it should not be playing for kids. <laughs> Some things that were like questionable for kids in there, but it was great for you know an, a teenage to an adult you know type of situation. But nonetheless, and I watched it too. Trust me. Uh, but nonetheless, that was who she grew up with as a kid, and that's awesome. That's really absolutely awesome that anime is getting recognized by some of these major, major celebrities and, and, and stars out here that are embracing their fandom for anime. That are really, They're helping to bring anime even more into the forefront because of that. And as an as, as a inspiration to what, what Brie Olsen said, an artist on Twitter by the name of Dry, uh, let me see if I get this name, Drakia Ranak illustrated a Captain Marvel Sailor Moon mock-up, which Brie Olsen herself tweeted, pray, uh, you know, retweeted and praised. It's a really good illustration. I actually posted it in our ACMG Facebook group. If you are 18 or older, you could go into our ACMG Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. Only if you are 18 or older with a legit back with a legit profile of five years or older with pictures of you and you actually interacting and socializing with other people. We do not take any, just anybody. So, but nonetheless, it, it's, uh, it was really cool to see. And that's really awesome news to hear from and to see every time somebody mentions, especially of her caliber, Briosin's like a big deal. And even before she did Captain Marvel, she was a big deal for her to really, acknowledge that and embrace that that it always helps whenever you mention any of that type of thing it always helps so shout out to anime once again gets a major point in in, in a culture so uh let's get into some game news real quick i don't talk games much about this because we got our select star podcast but this came to later in the week so i wanted to bring it up but street fighter street fighter 5 is still not only playing still not only an evo main uh, a like an evo main event 
game to play. It's like the top tier game still after all this time. It's been like a few years since, you know, that game has been out. And it's still a main event uh, game for people to play on EVO every year. But they're still producing content for that game as well. Like new suits, skins, whatever stages. I don't normally pay attention to this, but this one was really cool and near and dear to my heart. I may actually pick this up. But if you guys don't know, if you guys remember, if any of you guys that watched the original anime of Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, the motion picture. Not the motion, yeah, was it the... And it was what they called the animated movie or the motion picture one or two. But it was the really, really cool anime. Like back then when the U.S. came out with the Jean-Claude Van Damme version, Japan came out with their version, which was way more accurate to the video game than what we came out with in America. That was atrocious, but it was comedy. It was great, bad comedy right there. So they wound up, there's a particular scene at the beginning of the anime where you see right Ryu and Sagat actually fight which is taken just taken from scenes from Street Fighter 1 and basically what's happening is that they're fight they're fighting each other and it leads up to Ryu doing the infamous moment of doing the dragon punch with Scar's actual uh chest and giving leaving that huge scar in his chest where he should be bleeding profusely upon that and probably considering where they were in the field he should be dead because there was no ambulance for him but it's anime it's make-believe what do you go but it was an absolutely great scene and then furthermore after that he did that he did shoot him he did throw a uh fireball at him so <laughs> all right sagat should be mad dead right now but that scene was so great because they were in a windy dark night it was nighttime they were in a windy field everything was just blowing it was just a very dramatic moment for both of them. Well, Capcom has decided to create or recreate that actual uh, field into a new stage for people to use in the game, which I believe if you play the arcade edition, you'll be able to play that within a game if you buy it. The game, uh, the actual scene from that is called Field of Fate, and it's basically the field where they fight it. You can own that stage on Street Fighter V for only $199. Or you could use your fight money, which is up to like 40,000 uh, cre credits of your fight money in there. So if you have um, enough fight money, you don't necessarily have to actually spend real money for it. You can just go in and use that to do it. I wish they could do it like a whole thing where it's like you could use your fight money and then use the remaining for whatever like they do with on a uh, eShop. But that's they don't think like that. So but it's for $199, that's not a bad deal. That's really not a bad deal, and it's a great stage. So if you're still playing Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, go jump at it. That's awesome right there. So now, let's get into the Netflix news. Netflix is looking to add more anime to their library, and they got some great, great titles in their anime. I mean, some they, they don't have that many Funimation titles in there, but they have their own titles that they claim their own. Uh, I mean, just so many great ones. Well, Netflix just acquired three new studios to partner with and one of them is anima the other one is uh, sublimation and the other one is davis production many of you are known what they've done uh one of which jojo's bizarre adventure is now airing on netflix uh the original not the not the reason the the first one where dio and uh joe star have first met so they're at the very beginning whether they will get the other versions i hope i honestly i really hope they do now granted 
I do have Hulu too, and they're also on Hulu as well. So you will be able to find it on there if you own Hulu. But now Netflix owners, if Netflix owners don't own Hulu, you got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in there, and I highly recommend you. It is ridiculously wacky, but also action-packed. It's thrilling, too. There's some thrilling moments. I got to watch the recent episode of uh, Diamond is Unbreakable from last night. I haven't seen it, but it's getting so good. It's so bizarre. It literally, they really hanker on the term bizarre because there's some really weird things happening in this anime. But it's awesome at the same time. So that's on air as well. They also announced to come to streaming networks, uh, to, uh, to this streaming network is uh, Dragon Dogma, which is surprising. Dragon Dogma, based on a Capcom game, which, by the way, if you own a Nintendo Switch, that game is going to be coming soon to Nintendo Switch. So you may want to invest in that. And I believe it is created by the guy, by uh, Hideki, I forgot his name, from uh, the director of Devil May Cry worked on this game too so it is said to be really really good and uh it's coming out i believe next month on a nintendo switch so stay tuned for that there's a lot coming out for the nintendo switch next month so including a new dragon ball the dragon ball uh heroes game is coming out they just announced it on america but we'll talk about that on select start uh, as well uh spriggan makes his return if you guys never seen spriggan before that was actually a classic anime as well they're redoing it uh, it'll be illustrated by Ryoji Minagawa. So that ought, I look forward to see what that has uh, happened when that comes out. Ghost in the Shell, C-A-S-A-C, 2045 will be coming out. A new Ultraman anime is coming out. And I did see that. I did see clips of that. And I'm interested. I, it, when it comes to Ultraman, I'm a little bit iffy because I never really dug the original like that because you know I grew up in a later in, in a modern more modern type of era where it was like eh. but then Fox came out with a new version of it and dubbed it uh years ago on 4Kids TV when they used to do that and that version was funny because the dubbing that they did for it was very comical it was very very comical I, I really enjoyed that one there was some really funny lines that they were saying in the dub version of that Almost to the point that it was like, that wasn't something that was geared, that was targeted for kids. <laughs> but I, I, honestly, that was one of my favorite Ultramans ever. And if I could find that series that they did, I would love to watch that again. Just for the dubbing alone. It was just, it was hilarious. But Ultraman is coming and it looks like it's going to be an anime form this time. So it's coming April 1st. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe I'll actually review that. We'll see. See if I'll change my mind about that. Vampire in the Garden by Witch Studios is coming out as well super crooks a story by mark miller and linear francis Yu, who are the creators of kick-ass and want it take that into consideration as well now as note as also note that they've already come out with great titles such as castlevania baki one of my favorites uh seven deadly sins uh devil ben crybaby which has become award-winning as of recent and more i mean so they got a large amount of great anime on there already and they're looking to invest more because anime is becoming mainstream and i'm saying this only because whoever's hearing it and if it's one of my people that's hearing it that i debated about the fact that anime has become more mainstream this investment in, in anime is not a is not a coincidence it's not a coincidence they are giving an understanding that this is becoming the new genre 
in a new trending genre that they want to mess with. And I guarantee, with the success of Alita Battle Angel, we may see a lot more of it. And it even coming in live action. So get ready to cringe, people. I'm predicting we're going to see a Dragon Ball movie again. Only this time, I think we're going to see a good one. That's my prediction. I think we're going to see a very good one this time. And uh, we'll see how that goes from there. So last bit of news. One more trailer, people. One more trailer. Warner Brothers, DC, and Nickelodeon has released the trailer for the epic comic book crossover Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We talked about this before a while back that they were doing this. And now we finally get to see the trailer. And I'm telling you, I am so ready for this. I am so, so ready for this. If you guys haven't known or weren't aware of this, yes. Not only is this a crazy concept for an animated movie, but this truly is based on an actual comic book. Two series of comic books that they've had where they crossed over Batman and the Turtles. And, and remember, you got to remember, the Turtles are in the game Injustice. Uh, Injustice 2, I forgot. You got to remember, they were in Injustice 2. Remember... I think was it Evo? No, it was. In, it was. Uh, I think it was the Injustice tournament on E League where they premiered the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming, and it went. Everybody went literally balls to the wall, crazy over that news. It was like absolutely balls to the wall crazy with this news. Blew up twelve o'clock at night. They premiered it. People, nobody thought that those guys were coming. And their wildest dreams were going to be on this game. But it makes sense now because now that we see these crossovers with Batman and the Turtles and everything, it's happening. So let's talk about what happened on the trailer. The trailer shows Batman and Batgirl talking about their interaction with the Turtles and the Foot Clan fighting. There's another clip uh, shows the Penguin trying to fight off, with, fight off what he believes is Batman, only for it to be the Turtles themselves. The trailer also shows the appearance of both Raja Ghoul or Raja Ghoul, Shredder, and the Joker who plots to take down the Turtles and Batman. One and the one and only Troy, uh, Troy Baker is set to reprise the role of Batman and Tara Strong returns as Holly Quinn and Poison Ivy. This movie looks like it's going to be absolutely fun. And the minute I heard Batman's voice, I was like for for just a millisecond I was like that could be Kevin Conroy but it's not. This got to be Troy Baker. Nobody has nobody else has that type of voice than Troy Baker. And I looked at IMDb later on, and yeah, it is him. So it's obvious. If he's like the only other guy that I am a fan of playing the role of Batman than Kevin Conroy because he comes up as close to Kevin Conroy as you could possibly get. Not exactly, but as close. So, but he, he I would say if any, all the voices, and I, I do like the guy who does the recent, the actor who does the recent batman and uh young justice and some of the other movies as well he does a he does a pretty good job as his own i've warmed up to that one already but troy baker that dude his voice is spectacular i mean just hints at you this is why i love playing infinity blade just to hear that voice it was just i'm like damn this is really octopus prime s this is peter cullen level you know voice uh play right here so that is pretty much it. I They haven't really said when that movie was coming out, by the way. I don't necessarily know, but I am ready for it. I am looking very much forward to that movie. I I can't wait. And uh, actually, I'll probably do a review on that movie when it comes out as well. So stay tuned for that 
when it comes. But ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of What's New in the World of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and really dig deep into the issue of the return of James Gunn. Coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what that means, what he's still going to be doing, and much, much more. We're going to talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Felix Chevrolet, a.k.a. Bag of Tricks Cat, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! All right, folks, we are back with our Talk Topic. In this discussion, we're talking about the return of director James Gunn into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, taking back his position as director and writer of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This news broke out about a couple days ago and in a firestorm of praise and happiness from many were extremely happy because for the long run, since the controversy situation happened with people revealing tweets that he made a decade ago and bringing them back up, it became such a dire situation. Marvel Studios have since released him. Disney decided to let him go. There was a split view on a situation as to whether people forgave him for what he did 10 years ago and he hasn't done since to the people who were damning him for life and burning him at the proverbial stake. And it was just like, it, it was crazy. It's, in this day and age, we live in a state of fear. I've mentioned this many a times and the minute somebody does something wrong past present no matter what it is whether it's something just minor or something major you're damned we've become that type of country now that type of society now where you can't do anything wrong and it's unrealistic that you can't do anything wrong there are levels of things that you cannot do and you should not do but everybody makes mistakes everybody says something that they shouldn't have said or done things they shouldn't have done before and regret it and are is allowed to redeem themselves to some extent or to evolve from what they did in the past myself included definitely myself included james gunn last year was fired for these offensive tweets and it was like that resurfaced so it's like because of roseanne getting damned for what she said in the present not the past, I guess a bunch of, you know, Republicans and, you know, and such decided they want to dig deep on the James Gunn and started targeting people and going after people just maliciously for stuff that they said in the past, not the present like Roseanne did. 
it's one thing to say it in the past, but you can evolve, especially after 10 years. You have to evolve after 10 years. <laughs> you cannot devolve in 10 years. You cannot. I mean, some people do. Obviously, the case with, with Roseanne Barr, who I at one point I respected highly. I was extremely happy that her show was back on. And even even though I thought when they were like, she's going to be, a, she's a Trump supporter, she's going to be talking about Trump. I'm like, all right, that's here and there and there, but that doesn't have to be a focus on the show. But to her stupidity, she decided to do things the wrong way. It's one thing to do things your own way, but you still have to have some type of control and pick your battles as to what you do. Oprah does what she wants and says what she wants too, but she knows how to say it and get the point across without offending many people with the exception of the whole Michael Jackson situation that people are pissed off at her about recently. But you know, that's a whole nother situation there. She's a victim. She's been through stuff. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion right there. The situation here is that you got a guy who said some things 10 years ago and regrets saying them. He was sorry for saying it. He did not step away and turn away from what he said or what he did. He, he It was what it was. Due to the way James conducted himself throughout this entire controversy, Disney chairman Alan Horn decided to rehire him just on the basis of how he conducted himself. He never said he didn't do it. He never shied away from it. He opened up to it. He apologized to it. He knew how wrong it was, and he moved on. And if he felt as much as it was for him to leave, I'm sure it was, especially to his brother as well, who also worked on Guardians of the Galaxy with him on other on a lot of uh, situations. He was Rocket Raccoon's body double, pretty much. And... You know, it it it, it, probably, it broke his heart, but he stood cordial the whole entire time and professional. And because of that, they rehired him back. And it wasn't what that what he did what he did was bad. It was bad. Don't get me twisted. It was bad, but it was bad. Ten, it was considered bad ten years ago. And in fact, he wasn't the only guy that was making jokes the way he was was and provocative jokes like that. There were tons, thousands, millions of people online in person making these jokes because why we heard these jokes in comedy shows all the time so if comedy if comedians are saying it and getting away with it on live tv on network television on cable it's got to be all right for everybody else to say these things and it was okay to say those things at the time doesn't mean it was right to say them but that's the way it was back then 10 years ago and even further 20 years ago and even further than that 30 years ago doesn't make it all right but we learn from those mistakes we evolve from those mistakes that we've made and move on to make a better tomorrow that's how it works we can't go around living life perfect because then we don't learn and if we don't learn there's nothing to improve and there's a lot to improve so we can't go around pretentiously thinking that you know everything is perfect or we can't learn from what we've done or we can't grow from what we've done some people want to grow. Others don't. Again, Roseanne, who, because of her actions in the present, she lost a show. She lost any opportunity. She lost a lot of money. Got some money back, but still lost a lot of money, a lot of her respect at most parts. I mean, like, she's nowhere near as 
respected as what she was when, before this whole entire controversy. I can tell you that now. But, I mean, she became like Bill Cosby bitter at this point. Like, this is Bill Cosby bitter. Really, it truly is. And if you guys remember how Bill Cosby was bitter before all the controversy with him went down, you know, he was going, he was griping about society big time because of what he saw. In some cases, I understood what he was talking about with that. But she was recently making these accusations and making these uh, statements and such and in targeting people. James Gunn, for many ways, has been considered a Boy Scout. You know, that's that's just been the thing. He was considered a Boy Scout. He's he's been a part of some really good things in his life prior to those comments. And nobody found comments other than 10 years ago. And they were bad. They were bad, especially especially considering today's standards. They were bad. But it's not something that he's advocated since then. People are allowed to change. People who are bad can become good. People who are good can become bad. They're allowed to change. You have to give people a chance to change. There are some things that are forgivable, that are that warrant forgiving, that are that has merit of forgiveness. What we're seeing right now with R. Kelly, uh-uh. that's a little bit too much. What many speculate and and accuse of OJ, uh-uh. nah. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that you just can't forgive. In some cases, overlook. This is not one of them. I believe people can change. Again, I bring myself. As when I was in school, when I was in high school and in middle school and all that stuff, dude, I was a terror. I was a bandit. I have got into some really bad trouble. And there was a time that I said when I was in a disciplinary school. There was a school in our Philadelphia here called uh, Cato. A lot of you know that name. Also go by go by his name E. S. Miller. It's a it was at the time an all boys disciplinary school. Now it's become unisex. I think it was the dumbest, dumbest, absolutely idiotic thing to do. I knew they were doing it for budget purposes, maybe, but you know the worst thing that brought us into that place was trying to get attention to women and to actually get it show attention to our parents. That was a whole other thing, at least with me. But I was a trouble kid. And I started realizing after a while that if I keep going this route, there's no going back. There's going to be a level or a certain type of way where I could go deeper. I won't be coming back. I could end up in real jail, which was like Glen Mills up here in, in our Pennsylvania area. And once you get in there, it's just done. You become a, a, a statistic in society. I didn't want to become that. I had too much to offer. And I knew that I had to grow up. I had to change. I had to evolve from what I was doing. I had to work hard to get back into the respect and means of my peers. That mean I, I got left back a few times purposely left back because I wasn't applying myself. So I had to get back into the swing of things. I had to go back and and work hard. I had to study hard. I ended up finding myself going applying to a school that can possibly get me in the right grade that I was in and graduate in the same year that I was meant to graduate, and I did it. And from that point on, I understand what hard work was. I understand what it means to earn the right things that I want in life. And it wasn't going to be easy, but I got through it. And it lets me still working my ass off right now, earning what I want and doing the things that I 
dreamed of. And I had, it's not easy. You got to work hard to do all this. And it's, and in essence of that, you got to evolve in what you're doing. So I decided to get away from all of the negativity in my life to get rid of all the friends. I like to stop saying some of the things I stopped and bombing ages ago because I recognize the shackles that, that applies. A lot of people try to say that that is, you know, a means to take it back. Well, if we take that back, in my opinion, we should take every other racist thing that everybody ever said and take it back into our own. But I don't think we should. I don't think we should take any of that. I don't think we should say any of that. I don't. That's just my opinion. But and that's a whole nother discussion in itself. But I digress. I stopped all of that, began to evolve all of that, decided to go a whole nother direction. Had I done that today, I don't know if I would have been able to get that opportunity because of the way society is. Because society, and as hypocritical as it is, society is, is that the minute you do something wrong, you're damned for life. And that is the most irresponsible, idiotic, inexcusable, pretentious thing I've ever seen. Because all, mostly those who are damning others got their own dirt or have done the same thing but refuse to acknowledge it and in the midst of don't want to be targeted to be anybody else. I have done and said some things that I, uh, that I don't really, I, I don't want to say I regret, but if I had the choice to do it again, I would not do it. And I say I don't regret it because it led me to, had I not done some of the things that I did, it probably wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to learn from them and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. So I never regret, nor would I go back. I don't know if I go back in time and change. It depends. Because changing it, who knows what else would go by. I'm not saying it would get better, but it is what it is. Some things, I don't know, it would. But honestly, when it goes to James Gunn, it's like he did something 10 years ago. He's not doing it now. He regrets it. He stood up to it. And because now he's back. Now. Did this, in fact, say that Disney jumped the gun, no pun intended, with the situation? Many felt that because 10 years ago, and that he evolved from making uh, offensive comments like this, that he should not have been punished. That he should not have been punished for that. Disney, this was the early times when, you know, with all the accusations that's been going on with you know, Me Too and all that stuff and everything that's been going on, people have been even more afraid at situations more. So their reactions to things, especially studios, have reacted way too quickly to situations. We go to the Vic Miana situation of recent. You know, uh, who was it? Who was it? Funimation decided to let him go. Um, Rooster Teeth decided to let him go. My only speculation is that both of those studios have information on Vic Mayana that warrant the decision to do so. Because they got to be careful. Because And Vic now has a, you know, is, is fighting back. He's never, another guy who's never really stepped away from any of the accusations that is out there. In fact, he put out a statement, as we talked about before, addressing that he may, he, he was not aware of what he's done. But if he did, he if he did, in fact, do them, he apologized for them. Uh, he can be a little bit, um, you know, touchy. He can be a little bit, you know, uh, embraceive to his fans unintentionally with the intentions that people think that he's doing. 
And I, I've talked about this before, how sometimes people may be unaware of what they do. And then if people don't address it to them, they won't learn. There are people out there who just aren't socially aware of the things that they do. And I said it before. I know people like this. And it only gets worse because they people expect other people to be fully understanding of social cues and social awareness. That's not always the case. Realistically, not everybody is raised with that type of awareness. They expect that to be a natural instinct. No, that's a nurtured thing. Those are nurtured situations. You are not always aware. Your parents have to teach you. You have to learn it from just being around people. Maybe that's not the best way to do things. You have to be nurtured into those things. Some things are not naturally learned, especially how that's why there's such different subcultures out there. The nerd culture. For years, nerd cultures are based upon people who are culturally unaware or doesn't know how to react culturally to other different subcultures. And they, because of that, they're isolated. And what happens is they don't learn how to socially connect and communicate with other people because of that. So you, it's just those situations. I believe Vic was one of those situations. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a very situation of people. He, I mean, there are people who are making accusations. He's fighting back. He's not stepping away from it. We'll see how that goes. Going back to James Gunn, again, his was based on words. His situation was clearly based on words that were said. They weren't, they were joke. They were basically jokes. Again, they were offensive. Now, I'll repeat that again. They were just not really of, that were considered not offensive back then, but are considered offensive now. And he's uh, owned up to it. So this is leading to our country and culture into a more archaic ideology, which, in fact, is an outdated thinking, in my opinion. You know, there was a point in the 90s where we, we people said provocative things a lot. I mean, if, if the millennial generation goes back into the shows, Olympic Color, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam... The Bundys, which is still airing on in local syndications. You see a lot of stuff that's happening now. That's what we were doing. Some of it was still funny to me, and some of it is not. Some of it, we kind of look back at it as like, yeah, we gotta, you got to change from that. That was then, this is now. So, But with that said, you got to be allowed to be forgiving. You know, we talk about the hypocrisies of our society. It is. I think everybody needs to admit that they've done wrong and not stop trying to feel like that they need to be perfect or that they are perfect to some extent to any region. It's not. Because like I said before, I guarantee you there are millions of people out there that has, that has made comments, opinions, and jokes itself that are not famous and are not being punished at the same time. You could go back in a lot of people's accounts and probably say, there's a lot of people, who, especially because everybody wants to be a comedian on social media. Everybody tried to say something shock value. I've had to delete posts many a times of people making offensive comments about gay people or lesbians or, you know, transsexuals or whatever like that because they feel uncomfortable about talking about it, but they want to, you know, poke fun of it. I had to in our ACMG Facebook group alone for all for the six years that I've done it. I had to constantly do it because we have people, fans of all kinds in ACMG. And far be it for me to want to make people feel uncomfortable when all we want to do is talk about our favorite fandoms, our love for anime, comics, movies, and games. So that's why I really heavily guard ACMG 
because I want it to be a safe environment for people to enjoy these things. But people are allowed. And I approach some people. I approach some people, you know, on in, in their DMs about what they've done and make them understand, like, this is not the place for it. We try to have respect for everybody. This is the time we live now. I try to keep people from making those same stupid mistakes or learning from what they've done. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them don't learn. Some people are just outdated and are archaic with the way they do things. So that is what it is. So my next question, when is it time to forgive? With everyone being accused of some of the some forms of these scandals these days, you know, as a society, we have to use critical thinking on these certain cases. And I say with James Gunn, I say with James Gunn, he was one of the people, and there's somebody else, I forgot the other person, who also had virtually the same situation uh, that he's done 10 years ago. Some people warrant forgiveness for 10 years ago. And I say this, you know I'm saying this right now and I'm thinking about somebody. I'm thinking about Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I'm thinking about Hulk Hogan right now because he said some things. Now, see, the difference is, James Gunn said some things in the past openly that he thought he could get away with. And he did at some case. He didn't now these days. Hulk Hogan said some things that weren't supposed to come out and did. And down the line, depending on how he acts, it's going to be a case-by-case basis whether he's going to be forgiven for the racist comments that he's made and on those hidden tapes that he didn't want people to get out. And again, if had he not come out, just guaranteed, I bet money he would still be saying them. Case by case basis. But depending on how he reacts now, it it's going to be a case by case basis whether he's going to be, people like him are going to be forgiven for what he's done and said. I mean, we got the, the governor that, what's the governor um, that was accused of, you know, doing blackface a while back? You know, stuff like that. You got the new college scandal situation, which really, really breaks my heart, being a graduate myself, being a person who wants to achieve and, and utilize the degree and the honors that, he, that he's worked hard for throughout these years, only for it to be like, what is it worth? This, we, we don't live in a merit-based society because we got people cheating and bribing their way into getting their kids into college. This is the life we live in. You know, when we, this is the society we live in. So like, we got people like that. We got people like R. Kelly. We got other people out there who are doing malicious, who have done malicious things, who didn't own up to their crimes. You know, then you got James Gunn who openly admits what he says. You got Vic Miana who's at fighting for his his name right now whether that will depend you know and really admitting and apologizing to for the, his crimes or for his for his doings of wrongdoing or unbeknownst wrongdoings or whatever at one point where do you forgive you know where when do you actually forgive when the name you know, when the name of James Gunn come only comes up and only in, in matters of based on the Guardians of the Galley and Marvel, you know, 
the, the, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing. Many have said that he was a Boy Scout from the get-go, from this point. And, and it, this is a difference here. We talk about this. You know, people are always going to compare. And I, I'm waiting to hear, you know, I'm waiting actually to hear Roseanne Barr. I'm waiting to actually hear Roseanne Barr talk because she has made mention before as to how much people have supported uh, James Gunn in, in comparison to her. Well, the difference is, again, you've made racist comments and derogatory, and you're still doing it. You're still doing it to this day, making comments about it, even in the present. James Gunn has not. In fact, he has said how wrong he was about saying it. You've vaguely done that, and you're and in accordance to that, you still followed up with it. You know, it's 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 amazing. I mean, if you compare the two, you know, they both had controversial comments made over a decade ago, but. You notice you're still making them now, and he stepped back from his and retracted his and decided to go a whole nother route. He's learned his lesson. So with this, what is doing, I believe, what will happen now with other studios and such like this? I think the decision that Marvel and Disney has made from this decision is going to make other studios think back and possibly, you know, look away. So, I mean, with that, because there's nothing bigger than Disney and Marvel right now. That's the truth. We're going to see what happens with Funimation does with Vic and what other studios do with other people that have made other accusations. And I think there's going to be somewhat of a court hearing, maybe not actual court, but maybe some type of decision that's going to reinstate some people back and other people are going to remain. But this really changes the game. This absolutely really changes the game here. And I'm glad overall, I'm glad to see James Gunn back. I am absolutely glad to see because I actually watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2. And I, I ask people this who are still who have still been supportive of it or if not, regardless, but still watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Does that end scene when they give Yondu the uh, funeral with the Ravers funeral? I try my best not to uh, tear up and be emotional about that, but damn... Every time I see that, they get me because when James Gunn's brother uh, begins to scream and holler and cheer emotionally, it grabs me. And that music hit. I th- I've watched that movie multiple times since it, since the theater, and I was like, I was like, seriously, f you. <laughs> I was, I literally cursed that. I'm like, f you, Gunn for still getting me that scene is so heart-wrenching when they do the fireworks and everything we need that back and, and, and furthermore who were they gonna find to replace james gunn to do volume three there was i guarantee you part of the reason why that disney and marvel reinstated him too as well because one he is still going to be doing Suicide Squad. DC Films said, look, y'all don't want him. We'll take him. We understand. We support this dude. We know he's learned his lesson. We we realize we get it. And also, we're desperate for great, talented directors. So (laughs) we're going to take him. We're going to hire him to do Suicide Squad. And he is still doing Suicide Squad as of right now. He's still agreed to write and do Suicide Squad and reboot it, whatnot. And this is with also the news that Idris Elba will be replacing Will Smith because Will Smith had other commitments. I think this may be Will Smith's loss because Idris Elba, many have seen Idris Elba should have been playing that role in the first place. But we do recognize that Will Smith 
in all respects, is the bigger name. Idris Alba, when Idris Alba first started getting into the scene, Will Smith was already still the man. So if you put him in hierarchy, Will Smith is still the dude to put in there. So you got to respect that. But as better quality actor for that particular role, oh yeah, Idris Alba is going to play a much better dead shot, uh, in my opinion. So he may actually make the movie a lot better just from that standpoint. That's not taking anything away from what Will Smith did because Will Smith, for me, helped me enjoy that movie, which was, it was okay movie. It was a watchable movie at best. And and Margot Robbie as well, of course. Uh, Margot Robbie especially um, in in that essence. But that movie had problems. And hopefully they change a lot, especially Killer Croc. Because I watch, I watched it again like a few months ago, and I was like, yeah, they dropped a ball. They really dropped a ball with Killer Croc, making him look the way he did. They need to CGI him immediately. Now, hopefully that's what James uh, Gunn will do with that. But, yeah, he's doing that, which means also that the movie will eventually, you know, uh, that will have to be postponed, unfortunately. I'm looking forward to seeing Adam Warlock. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. And I, I believe I'm more anticipated now for Suicide Squad and the new Guardians of the Galaxy. But the other part is, will he continue to, you know, be the forefront for all the cosmic uh, movies? That, you know, does he get the same deal? I mean, does he? They have to. They Honestly, I think they have to. Just let him be him. Let him do him. As long as he continues to be the guy that he is. And I think he will. This is a this was a big deal. This was a big deal for him. This is a big deal for everybody out there. This was a message for all of them. Everybody out there. They can't, they're not bigger than anything. You know? Do not forget that you have these opportunities. These are privileges. You are not the privilege. These are the privileges. You are involved in these privileges. You're bending from it. And at the same time, they're benefiting from you as well. So I mean you got it, but there has to be a balance of understanding from both realms. And this is why it needs to be an even playing field on both realms. And it normally isn't, but they should be. Because studios and companies and not just studios, corporations, all of them, they need to address how valuable each and every person is. And then at the same time, the people need to understand the privileges that they have for being in this company. This is how it used to be in the 80s. This is how, what I used to believe it was in the 80s when I was growing up because everybody, I felt like everybody's job was valued. Today, not so much. And I think we need to get back to that. Even if you're just a crossing guard or, you know, a fireman or whatever. I mean, firemen get their respect more than ever now. But, you know, just the small convenience store owners, all that stuff. I mean, you just need to value everybody in some cases. But just know your grounds in that case. But in essence, I digress. I am very happy James Gunn is back. And that means we can all enjoy every bit of Infinity Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy and anything else that is going to be involved in the Cosmic Universe involved James Gunn. I'm here for it. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Ah, what a week we're going to have. We got some uh, more news coming with games. Hopefully this week on Select Start. So if there's any game news, we'll definitely come up with that. I may actually have a new game to review. So we'll see. But there is some game news coming up. So we'll talk about that in our next Select Start this week. Next week, P, uh, what is it? Um, Us is coming. Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele's really highly recommended 
highly anticipated, highly acclaimed return thriller. Us is coming back. This movie looks insane. And I'm not a horror movie fan, but I am a Jordan Peele fan. So I'm going to take it in like I did with Get Out. Because I feel like there's going to be a message to this like it was before. So I'm going to go in and review Us. Give you my opinion. This is good. I'm I'm going to, I'm going into it because I'm not a horror movie dude, but I'm not a thriller dude. But I think what Jordan Pill has done, I got to support him. I got to put the money in to support the dude, and I'll find out how really crazy this movie was because I'll be reviewing that next week. So stay tuned for that, and hopefully much more. And hopefully we could get Ruben Langdon in sometime soon to talk about Devil May Cry uh, Five, and uh, whoever else is going to be on this show soon too so stay tuned for all that more ladies and gentlemen that will do it on behalf of myself all i gotta say is learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care and have a great week people and be safe out here today with saint patty's day for god's sake <laughs>